welcome to the Earn Your Happy Podcast. I'm Lori Harder, founder of The Bliss Project, three-time fitness world champion, fitness expert, and cover model turned self-love junkie, lifestyle entrepreneur, and author. Each week, I'll bring you a guest or a thought that will help you bust through your fears, connect to your soul, and get focused and clear so you can elevate your life, business, and relationships. We don't wait until we're ready for someone to tell us we're good enough. We take what we want and we anoint ourselves. Get ready to earn, own, and unapologetically rock your happiness every single day. Are you with me? Here we go. Welcome back to the show. And whether it's been a while or whether we get to hang out all of the time. I just want to say I'm so grateful for you. And also, you guys, I'm going to be doing a round two of my book tour, so I hope that you can join me. You can go to a tribe called bliss.com to get your tickets if I'm coming to a city near you. Or you can go to lauriharder.com if you guys want to check out where I'm going to be speaking this fall. I'm telling you, I am like a world traveling speaking machine. So if you want to come and hang out in a room while getting totally, totally filled up and connected to your tribe, then definitely go check that out because I would love to meet you. It's like my favorite thing, actually getting to meet the people that I picture talking to every day. It's a pretty cool thing. So today's guest is Henry Amar. And I will tell you, I got to do this interview in person and he is like one of the biggest lights in the world. Like I just feel so incredibly inspired and I was so attracted to his just magnetic, inspiring, motivating energy. Uh, When he left my house, I was just like wanting to go run through a wall. Do you know what I'm talking about? Like you just remember who you are and that is this human. So he is the founder and CEO of makeithappen.life. He's an award-winning empowerment coach an impact entrepreneur, a creative, a visionary leader with an in-depth experience in the personal development, business, leadership, entertainment, real estate, and education industries. And he's also been published in Forbes. He's a keynote speaker and empowerment coach, and he has positively impacted hundreds of thousands of lives internationally. And he has spoken to audiences bigger than 40,000 people, you guys, internationally. That is absolutely crazy. In his professional career, he's performed on a Grammy award-winning album and traveled the world sharing the stage with legends. You guys, his most recent brainchild is makeithappen.life, and he created it to inspire and give energetic and real-world strategies, which leads to an exhilarating, authentic life of empowerment and success. He's a certified transformation coach, neuro-linguistic life coach, timeline coach, and trauma release specialist, along with a clinical hypnotherapist. And he is also the recipient of top leadership and life coaching awards. So you guys, let's dive into this conversation because all around he reignited a creative spirit in me and reminded me how important it is to really utilize and search for all of our gifts, no matter how insignificant it might seem, but to really look at all of the reasons that you are put on this planet. And that is how we live a full life. So let's get started. 
Henry, I'm so excited to have you on the show. Thank you so much for coming on. Thank you for having me. I appreciate it. So you've been like a world traveler. You just told me something that was so exciting. You got to speak in front of how many people? It was, I think it was about 50,000. It was crazy. It was amazing. Oh my God. Okay. It's, before we get into your story, let's just share that. Let's okay. just share like the synchronicities of how you got on the stage speaking in front of 50,000 people. <laughs> okay. So <laughs> I, I was in Serbia randomly at this music festival called the Exit Music Festival. They win best major European festival every year super incredible festival super incredible team and it's a heart-centered festival I mean even though it's pop music and they have 40 stages um, it's a total heart-centered festival so I met the founder interesting enough at uh, Tony Robbins event in Florida and this was when I first which you'll probably learn about when I first started make it happen life which is the company that I run and I wasn't supposed to go to this business mastery which is Tony Robbins event yeah but I had a strong feeling like I needed to be there. And I was like, $10,000, it's too early to go. But I kept feeling like, you need to be there, you need to be there. And I just went. Mm. And um, I ended up meeting the founder of this festival and through a series of very low probability happenings, mm-hmm. um, which to me are quote unquote coincidences, which I think is you know divine inspiration. Totally. Um, we met and we just knew we were going to work together. Mm. So we've been chatting over the phone about, or over WhatsApp about what we're going to do, what we're going to create. And my goal has always been to bring personal empowerment, like a practical transformative experience through pop culture, through a fun dynamic event where you can go to an event, you could listen to, watch a video and just infusing pop culture with empowerment. Cause it, to me, there's the younger demographic mm. isn't getting the messages that that we all read a ton of books. Both of us will go to Ted talks. We'll go to Tony Mm -hmm. Robbins. We'll go to all these things, but the messaging isn't to me, isn't getting to the, you know, millennials and younger Mm -hmm. sometimes. And, um, through my life and through my pathway, um, that's my language. I was in the music industry for Mm -hmm. seven or eight years. And, um, I know that world really well. I know the influencer world really well. And I was starting my own company. So I know the entrepreneurship well. So it, it was the perfect synergy. And I just had this crazy experience in my life where I knew, that I was supposed to quit this really, really sexy job that I had to create, make it happen dot life. And ultimately meeting this guy was one of the items on the business plan that I felt was downloaded to me mm-hmm. that I had to bring to the world. And so went to Serbia and just was there to meet the team because we're creating something next year together um, in mm-hmm. Europe, which is going to be awesome, awesome, awesome. And I was there. I had no idea. We're just chatting. You know, I probably had an hour and a half sleep it was Sunday morning and I'm with the founder and we're at his house and he looks at me and goes, would you like to speak tonight after Martin Garrix before David Guetta? And I was like, I love those guys. Yeah, (laughs) sure. (laughs) And so I said, yes, even though my heart was like, holy moly, you have to 50,000 people. Of course. It's my, it's what my vision is. Like I saw this. You're not going to get that a second time. Right. (laughs) Yeah. I saw it happen before it happened. Like I I knew something like that was going to happen. And, um, it was incredible. Mm. The ener- when you're around that many people that are unified, because music brings people together yes. if it's done right, that are unified and their energy and spirit was so strong. Like when Ziggy Marley would talk about love, you look back and everybody has heart-shaped hands mm. and they're screaming and they're, they're hugging each other. And the energy in that space was so beautiful and special and sacred to me. And to go out there and be standing in front of all this energy that's coming right back at you was mm. just a surreal experience for me. And um, super excited to to create more stuff like that. So it just got back um, in town and had another speaking gig, was in Vegas, and then now I'm here wow. with Lori, and I'm happy to be here. So thank you. 
Oh my God. Thank you. And you just opened up like this entire can of worms for me. Like I have so many different things that I can say and ask. So I'm just going to start with, I'm going to start. Okay. go. <laughs> Cause now I'm like really seeing how pieces of the puzzle are fitting together with why you're coming into my life as well. Um, which I already knew, but yeah, there's totally. always so many more pieces that you're like, Oh my God. Um, so number one, music and yeah. being unified it's so interesting because even growing up like i grew up in a in you know a really restrictive religion but at the same time there were so many pieces of it that were so beautiful which was singing yeah. together yeah and that's as i became a teenager i really got into going to concerts i was going to concerts all the time even though i wasn't supposed to like secretly going to concerts because it was like this feeling that was outside of the familiar idea of what i thought was like love totally. and connection and it was it was something that dropped me into a place that I had never felt like almost a um I actually experienced it yesterday and I'll tell you tell you the story yeah. in a minute because music and what you're doing is so vital and we forget yeah. we forget and I, I think that's why teenagers are actually so close to who they are and inspiration is yeah. because they do tap into those things totally. but music is something that we forget about that can be a form of inspiration, mm -hmm. motivation, creativity. Um, I was running yesterday and I put on like, honestly, it was like old school Eminem came on oh, awesome. <laughs> and I just like a, a part of me that I haven't accessed in a while opened up and it was like these thoughts and ideas and creativity was just flowing. And I was like, I forgot. Wow. Like I forgot to use music yeah. as a way to get inspired, like, but to use it more often. Yeah. So I know that's what you want to do, or I know that's what you're doing. I know that's your whole, you know, purpose is to also bring people together through music. So tell me the backstory of what made you realize that this was a huge modality for you and yeah. how were you going to use it for good? Thank you. No, that's amazing that Eminem for some reason too. some of his old songs. Yes. I listen to them. like, ah, I bring on my phone. I start writing like, yes. like, thoughts come about this book I'm working on. I just start writing all these ideas for some reason. And <laughs> I think there's an authenticity, even if some people like the message or not. Yeah. And you talk about being authentic. There's something about artists that are truly authentic to who they are and they're tapping into what their gift is to the world. Mm -hmm. And we see that and they're liberated in a sense. And I think all of us want liberation to be living our dream and to be expressing ourselves authentically. And so part of our spirit resonates with that and it opens up a new part of us. And of course, music is just special and it's, there's something to it. Um, but for me, I, I was, I was that kid with the ear on the speaker, you know, mm -hmm. and as a kid and, and, um, and basically I, as a teenager, I would listen to the voice to men and, you know, mm -hmm. all the harmonies. And I said, I really want to start a group. So I literally started, I got flyers and put them around town. Any males that sing, you know, <laughs> please it. find me. I'd go to the mall. Do you guys know any guys that sing? They're like, you're looking for a boy band. I was like, more like a man group, you know, because <laughs> sync was, you yeah. know, nobody liked to be called a boy band back yeah. then, even though that's what it was. Right. Yeah. <laughs> so, you know, it was amazing. And I ended up uh, my ex-girlfriend, my girlfriend at the time calls me, she goes, these guys just want to sing for free ice cream. I told them, they have to, you know, they have to sing for you over the phone if I give it to them. They sang, got their number, ended up forming a group with those guys. Um, was amazing. Got, I feel so blessed. We got to travel the world, was on an album with Gladys Knight that won a Grammy, mm. um, did some really, really cool things. And then um, something happened. And at the end of our, you know, at the end of our run, we looked at each other and Everybody, one of the guys didn't want to be in front of the camera anymore. He was, he's a behind the scenes guy doing really well working with Katy Perry, Kesha, mm -hmm. Taylor Swift now. And, um, 
And you know, the rest of the guys were just kind of all, I was like, I want to do a solo thing. I like live instruments. We were doing the whole, we were working with Destiny's Child's people and some, yeah. some people there. So long story short, and then I went to entrepreneurship, but I've always had music. But the interesting part with what I do now is as a teenager, when I started all that, I was super insecure. I was super passive. Mm. I was super, you know, you'd walk in a room, worry what other people thought about you. And I just was, all those things just felt enslaved by these limiting beliefs that I didn't know were limiting beliefs at the mm-hmm. time. You know, my family came to this country with $200 in our pocket before they were, mm. before I was born and we lived in one room and, you know, all, it could only fit all of us. And so it was this whole story, but I look around at people and say, wait a minute, why is that person confident? Why is that person happy? Mm-hmm. Why is that person financially successful? So at the same time music was running, I would be reading as many books as I can. I would be emailing people like on Forbes list and saying, mm. hey, can I meet with you? And I'd pick their brain and dissect their story and see what principles work and I started using it on myself and in the process of music because it's challenging you're in front of people I started shattering glass ceilings left and right with me and I started it was amazing it was like this transformation just transformation was happening and then I started applying it on other people my friends Mm -hmm. and I was like this stuff really works and then worked with teams and they would win national titles and this is me in my you know super early 20s and I was just like this stuff is amazing and there are principles to mm. truth. There's liberation. Everybody, if I could do it, anybody, my nickname was passive. Mm. My friends wow. were like, so passive. Will you tell us what no. you think? And I'm like, no, I, I'm good. Whatever you guys want. And literally my friends would call me passive because oh I would n- obviously now yeah. I'm totally blunt. And it's, everyone's <laughs> like, did you say that out loud? I'm like, yeah, because <laughs> it's true. Yeah. <laughs> you know, so, you know, long story short, you know, the music stuck with me, even though I went into the entrepreneurship world and then I, I had a strong intuitive hit that I should go to USC and then go back to music. So I went to business school at USC um, and got back into music and then got into commercial real estate, which I just love to create things. I want to build buildings too. Mm. It's like writing a song to me. I love that. Um, And then about two years ago, yeah, just two years ago, um, I was sitting there and I knew where I was wasn't where I was supposed to be. I was on the 16th floor of that building down the street, 100 mm-hmm. Wilshire, Ocean View office, director of investments for a $2 billion real estate company, mm-hmm. investment company. And I'm sitting there saying, I have this great title. I have this great you know, position. I have this great view. I have great people I work with. I'm doing $200 million deals. And if I stay with this, my kids will never have to worry about money for their life. But mm-hmm. why do I feel so uncomfortable? And it's because I think in all of us, you know, we have that internal GPS system, right? And Mm -hmm. I think you mentioned it. And, um, And I just knew, but I didn't know what I was supposed to do. Although I knew I loved pop culture. I loved empowerment. I loved the principles of, you know, helping people. Mm -hmm. And I knew I could tie those two together. And one day I was just praying and meditating in the morning. And I said, I will do whatever. Just tell me what to do. And I, if, I, if I feel like I need to go to Montana and pick gum off chairs, I will do that. <laughs> you know, and that was literally what I said. I was like, just give me some guidance because I have no clue. And then at that moment, I get a text message um, from a lady at a school in Arizona. And she's like, Henry, we need you. Will you come? I know what you do. I've, I've seen you do it. Um, our teams are falling apart. We need you to come and do your magic. And I was like, sure, sure. I'll send you an itinerary. You know, I could be there. The dates are free. And... I sent an itinerary. The first day was a 10-hour day. The second day was an eight-hour day. She called me. She's like, you're crazy. <laughs> She's like, they're teenagers. They're never going to sit for more than an hour. Yeah. And I said, do you trust me? She goes, that's why I called you. I said, then just trust me. So long story short, I go there and um, 
you know, I think they expected some guy in a shirt and tie to walk in. And here's this guy with a bleach blonde hair with yeah. skinny jeans on walks in. And they're like, what is this guy? But no, but I'm obsessed with everything I could learn with NLP, with hypnosis, with anything I could do. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I walked in and after the, the first 10 hours, I remember a bunch of them looking at their phones and saying, I can't believe it's been 10 hours. Can we bring our friends wow. tomorrow? And at that moment, it hit me. It's like, you need to go out and create do what you love to do and put it all together and give it to the world and change the frequency of humanity through mass media. Mm. You know, mm-hmm. let's, let's get, let's make self-awareness and self-love cool. Let's mm-hmm. make it amazing because everybody needs it, including myself. Mm-hmm. And then the next day, um, and I, I tell this part of the story cause it's really integral to why I do what I do now. I was, we were talking about goal setting cause they're like, can you please talk about goals? And I was like, sure. And in the middle of setting goal setting this workshop, I get this hit that says, Stop what you're doing. Talk about trials and forgiveness. Mm. And so we, I said, okay, guys, put everything away. Everyone's looking at me like I'm crazy because the administration was like, uh, we need you to do goals. I was like, <laughs> no, trust me. They don't, they're the, telling me the, no goals. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And so it's exactly. So we, I, did, I took them through this crazy process that I don't normally take younger people through. It's a deep subconscious work process. Um, and when I was done, we had one person raise their hand and say, I, this is the first time I've ever decided I'll never kill myself again. The other person Uh. said, I will never, I've been abused. I've been this, I've been that. So all this stuff was going on. And in my head, I was like, this has got to happen there. They want real conversation. Everybody wants real conversation in a loving, empowering, fun way. Mm -hmm. And the reason why that story is so relevant is about a month and a half later, I was sitting there thinking, am I crazy? I'm about to walk into my boss's office, quit a job where I'm making amazing money. Mm-hmm. And I'm, I've worked so hard to get to this position of being a director of investments for this $2 billion company. I get to do whatever I want. I have so much money to play with. And I'm, I'm like, am I crazy? And I get a, a Snapchat message. And it's the, one of the girls, the one girl that mm-hmm. said that, you know, the suicidal girl, she's like, Henry, I hope it's okay that I message you here. Um, something you said sticks with me every single day. tells me the story and says, you need to never stop sharing. The world needs mm-hmm. to hear your message. And at that point, I was like, if that's not a sign, You're I don't like, know what I is. got it. Yeah. <laughs> so I quit my job and I just, I started it. It was scary. I mean, as you know, it's, you mm-hmm. take the leap and you're like, I'm, I'm leaving something so safe to leave what I feel is my calling to give the world. And um, I did it. And that's what kind of led me. So looking back, I believe everything in life prepares us for what we're supposed to do. Mm -hmm. And I look back at my life, the trials, the great times, the experiences I've had or anybody listening has had um, through music, through entrepreneurship, through corporation, through schooling, through all the studying I've done from the teenage years, all the books I've read, the NLP emerges, everything I've done has all come together for me to create what I have now. It's Mm -hmm. to make it happen life, And it's coming together now in such an amazing, miraculous way. So I, looking back, it didn't make sense. Mm-hmm. Oh, you're jumping from career to career. But totally. Yeah, so that's where I'm at now. Because that's frowned upon in yeah. a lot of places. Like, I know for me, it's like even the pivots in life, right? Yeah. People think that you find that one thing and that's it and you should just stick to it and you should be happy and you should be grateful. Except we get so many... Something that I noticed you, you kept saying over and over is you got a sign or you got a message mm-hmm. or you felt it or you got a download yeah. and I believe we're all getting them yeah. like we're getting them over and over totally. and if we don't stop and listen and say wait what does that mean totally then you're gonna get hit over the head with it or totally. it's gonna turn into a two by four instead of like a butterfly <laughs> landing on you or something For sure. that's a great analogy by the way <laughs> like what could this butterfly mean instead yeah. it's like oh dang it's gonna smack you over the face yeah. um so that's one huge thing that i wanted to ask you about uh, is how did you get in touch with believing 
um, did you first have to say, yes, I want to sign. Okay. I believe in signs. Mm -hmm. I'm open to signs. Um, because I mean, it was through your, all of your stories and I, I really believe that we have to learn to listen to that and find it. So what's, what's some information you could give to people just to start looking for them or asking for them? Yeah. It's a great question. To me, it's the best thing I've ever sought out. I'm a, I'm obsessed with truth. Yeah. I, I literally, I just want truth. I want it. It's liberating. It really is. Truth does set you free, but it, to me, it has to be done with love, like mm. truth and love together. You can't just be truthful in a deprecating self, you know, yes. self-deprecating way because then it's not not beneficial. So when I was younger, I started realizing there are principles, there are truth, and I would always hear people talk about, you know, intuition or infinite intelligence. Or mm-hmm. I was like, if that's there, I probably want to know because it's really important if it mm-hmm. is there. So it did start out with a curiosity of, is this there, and am I crazy for asking? And, you know, wanting it, you know, because mm-hmm. we're used to what we touch and what we see and what we yeah. do. And it's scary to trust something that you don't really know. And so I started out just literally, my friend was like, well, just pray. And I was like, well, all right, God, if you're there, then, you <laughs> yeah. know, show me. I, thought, I felt like I was crazy. Mm-hmm. But then I just started paying attention. I said, you know, I made the decision. If I feel like I need to do something and it's a good thing, I'm going to do it. Mm. You know, if even if it's not a sign, I'm going to treat it as one and I'm going to trust that it's going to manifest something. And the more I started paying attention and the more I started doing it, mm-hmm. and a lot of it honestly was service-based. Mm-hmm. I would wake up and say, who am I supposed to serve today? And someone would pop in my mind. Mm-hmm. Or I'd be at the mall and I'd get this sign of like, go talk to that person and just go. Sh-. I just felt like, I just want to share this with that person. And I was like, they make kick. You know, they may think I'm crazy and whatever, mm-hmm. but I started doing things and some things would be right. But I felt like, you know, there's a story I heard and this, this may help is this, this guy was running to score a touchdown. It was like 10 seconds left in the game. Mm-hmm. It was the game winning touchdown. The crowd's going crazy. It's a championship match. And he hears the coach yelling and cut left. And the guy cuts left and scores. And they're like, how did you know to cut left? He said, I heard my coach's voice. He said, how did you know his voice? He says, because I spent a lot of time hearing him in the quiet times. Mm-hmm. So when it got noisy, I heard him when it was noisy. So for me, that that voice, mm-hmm. the inner voice within us, you know, pausing and setting intentions. And I think you've, you've stated that in your book is really creating those rituals, right? Creating mm-hmm. those those moments and like, what am I doing in the morning? What am I doing in the evening? Mm-hmm. And um, so it became a curiosity and I just started doing and I get, it got clearer and clearer. And the more I started aligning with who I truly was, it just started getting louder. And honestly, it's done so much for me. Mm. You know, one example is my mother in 2015 was diagnosed with cancer, mm. but the day we, we, we found out, um, I was sitting there and she was coughing and I felt the same voice say, Henry, um, take her to the hospital. Mm. I was like, take her to the hospital. She's coughing. And my mom's like, no, 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 I'm just coughing. Give me medicine. I was like, mom, let's just go. We have mm-hmm. nothing to lose. We take her. They're like, if you didn't bring her in today, she would have, she would have done mm. it. So it's like things like that were that big, you know, and things like me, the festival thing. I mean, that's changed my whole life. Mm-hmm. That's going to change tens of hundreds of thousands of lives mm-hmm. because, you know, I made the decision to believe in infinite intelligence. I believe in infinite intelligence. I've seen it manifest in my life. I thought people were crazy at first, to be honest. When my friend first told me, I was like, this guy needs to go to Looney Tunes Circus. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, like, so I believe it's there, but I, it started with a curiosity for me and genuinely doing what I felt was right despite how I felt about mm-hmm. it. And fear usually kicks in when you, when, you know, sometimes we get challenged. Sometimes it's like, 
go talk to that person. And you're like, but what if they think I'm quit? What all these what ifs? But I decided that fear is enslaving. Fear is slavery. And I want to live a liberated life. Yes. My goal is liberation, freedom. Any insecurities are enslaving mm-hmm. and bondage, you know, um, you know, fear is bondage, mm-hmm. you know, limiting beliefs are bondage. So I got really obsessed with anything that is confines who my soul, like mm. what my soul is about. I will look it straight in the eyes and I will figure out a way to get past it. Cause I will no longer live as a puppet or a robot or, mm. you know, being reactive to life. I'll be proactive and make sure I use this beautiful power of choice that I have. Mm. And so I think part of it was, it was a butterfly that just flew right in front mm. of your window, by the way. Of course it did. Yeah. <laughs> um, <laughs> totally, right? But, you know, for me, it, it wasn't just, let me listen for intuition or guidance or spirit. It was, this brings out a fear in me, and I don't ever want to live in fear. Mm. You know? So it, it started out just me looking for liberation, and it tr- manifested into both, mm. if that makes sense. Oh, God. Well, it makes total sense to me. <laughs> Like, I love it. I'm like right there with you. So I can literally feel your passion and I can feel you expanding me because of your expansion, which is so cool. Like that's, that's confirmation for anyone who wants to live into their truth is when they're in their truth. You don't even have to, you don't even have to be saying anything to me right now. I can feel you. Mm. And that is so incredibly beautiful. And a lot of that, I'm sure because I, and so this makes me want to know even more about your past because so much of your seeking for the expansion for the freedom has to be because you really understood what it meant like to feel completely shackled. Oh my gosh, totally. So what, what, what was that? The, I mean, the tipping point? You know, I think it was a combination of a lot of things. I, 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 my family, you know, my seeing the way my family was, my family was amazing, you know, but seeing certain patterns that, you know, were, were run in my family, you know, my mm-hmm. father was a beautiful soul. He passed away, but like amazing man. But growing up, he, he worked from like 4.30 in the morning until 8.30 mm-hmm. at night. He started working when he was nine years old because his wow. mother, his father left and he was taking care of his family at nine, started smoking at nine years old, wow. which is why he passed away early. Um, and so I would look and I would see him addicted to cigarettes and be nervous and be angry and fearful and not know how to deal with things because since he was young, he never had a childhood. Mm. And I would look at that and I, would, and I just, and I just remember feeling like I never belonged even though people were like oh Henry's so smiley and and Henry knows everybody I felt like I didn't belong anywhere and Mm. going home that day after day and feeling like you know I always had to work 10 times harder than everybody to barely make it Mm. and all this stuff and I was like there's gotta be something else and my grandma had passed away and that made me seek even more questions like what's this life about Mm. and my grandma was like everything to me and so um I and I think just realizing that I was so enslaved. Mm. I literally felt so enslaved. I felt never good enough no matter what I did. I, you know, all those beliefs that we carry with us when we're kids, like, you know, oh, no matter what I do, am I loved enough? And am mm. I ever going to be something? And oh, my limiting belief used to be, oh, you work really hard to barely get by because that's yeah. what my dad did. And so finally I was like, I can't live like this. Like, mm. I, I don't know. That's a great question about the tipping point because I think it was the combination of my mother. Um, my grandmother passing away and me just looking around and seeing everybody kind of in their own groups and me talking to them, but going back and feeling like I was totally alone. Um, and 
once you get a taste of growth mm. and you get a taste of liberation, even mm-hmm. a taste of it, yeah, I was like, oh my gosh, this is amazing. And for me, the second I started to grow, I love to help people. I don't know. It's just something mm-hmm. that has been, I think my mother and my father embedded into me. My dad mm-hmm. used to tell him, I like your shirt. He'd literally take it off and give it to somebody. I was like, dad, they just said they liked your shirt. They didn't want your shirt. <laughs> and now you're naked. Yeah. This is yeah. weird. And your, your belly's really big. So put your shirt back on. I'm just kidding. We would just totally joke around, but he was, he was, he was so loving like that. And so more important than just my liberation, mm-hmm. I realized if I'm filled with self-love and if I'm filled with freedom, then I can give people that same gift. Mm. So when you taste even a taste of growth, I just, I was like, if this is real and if like possibilities are limitless, I want this. Mm. And so I dove in and I did not look back and I became obsessed. I drank out of the fire hose. I think mm-hmm. I, people were like, why are you like, walking around with so many books and why are you asking so many <laughs> questions? It's like, you don't know, this is amazing, you know? Mm. And I look at myself now, I was like, I love that little Henry who mm-hmm. was, enslaved like we have to love our younger selves yes for so long i was like man you walked around so insecure and you were so this and so that and i was like that little henry kept fighting despite Mm. his insecurities he's still here like he's the one that got me to where i am today Mm -hmm. you know and so so many great things and when you realize that there are principles and there are truths that if you apply them Mm. they work Mm -hmm. then what else do I need to know? That's how I feel. Oh, I love that. You just gave me the best visual too because for so many years I ran from the old version of myself and now I'm like running towards her with my arms open like, I love you. Thank you so much. You've taught me so much. That's it's amazing. so... It, and I know I read your story about, you know, you had your stories growing up where people would, you know, say things to you and mm-hmm. name calling, bullying and things like that. It's like, I believe it was awesome seeing that because I see you on stage and I saw Lori first on stage and mm. I'd hear, I heard about her or you, mm. I'm talking to audience and you, <laughs> um, through multiple sources and everyone's like, Oh my gosh, she's so amazing. Mm. And I was like, I probably, I mean, when you hear it from more than one person and you hear it from like three or four people, you're like, I probably should know who this person uh. is. And I went to this Tim story event and Lori was speaking and I looked and you were speaking and I felt uh. like you were speaking from your core, like you are speaking from your experience, from your truth. And there is a gift and I think everybody struggles but there's a gift in our struggles that when we overcome and sometimes maybe life has given it to us so we can overcome it so we can help others overcome it that aren't mm. as strong and I saw you and I resonated with every word you said because it was so congruent to who you mm. were at your core and you know when someone speaks and you know they're you know there's yes. you know and, and I'm I, feeling that with you <laughs> oh thanks <laughs> thanks and I, I literally felt that with you and I was like there is something, and I think everybody goes through stuff. Mm-hmm. And my thing is, okay, um, there's this analogy of the carrot, the egg, and the tea bag. Have you heard of this? Mm-mm. Okay, so there's three pots of boiling water, and they put a carrot in one, an egg in another, and a tea bag in the third one. And after 10 minutes, you pick up the carrot, and what happens to the carrot? It's, it's like soggy. Soft, yeah. soggy. You pick up the egg, what happens to the egg? It's totally hard, right? Yeah. And the tea bag, you pick it up. The tea bag's pretty much the same, but all the best characteristics are taken out of it. The water smells good. It tastes good. It looks Mm. good. It's cool. And I remember early on in life when I heard this, I said, I get to choose if I'm going to be the carrot, play the victim in life Mm. Uh, or be hardened. Like, Oh, like, you know, my ex-girlfriend cheated on me. My best friend. Mm -hmm. Oh, girls are all this, you know, Mm -hmm. and I can never trust a friend before or a teabag and say, okay, where's the gold in this? How can I use this to become even better, to extract all the greatest things from me? Because mm. we're going to choose one. 
We are. Mm -hmm. And people think it's harder to choose a tea bag, but it's actually harder to choose the carrot or the Mm -hmm. egg because it lasts with you for the rest of your life. It does. And so I think early on, um, and what did it for me was a story about Michael Jordan when they killed his father. I don't know if you know the story. Mm-mm. His father was just pulled over on the side. He was sleeping on the road because he was tired. Mm-hmm. And they went to rob him. They didn't know he was Michael Jordan's father. And they ended up um, murdering him. Mm. And I was reading this book. And this was, I think, probably late teens. Um, and Michael Jordan says, I realized at that time I had a choice. Mm. I could play the victim or I could be the owner. Mm. And in my head, I don't know what it was, but choice. Henry, you have a choice. Don't ever give up your choice. Mm-hmm. That is your gift. And it's so easy to go through life, check the boxes off, walk robotically. Mm-hmm. And I said, I don't ever want to just exist. Mm-hmm. I, despite what goes on, you know, it was really rough. My mother had cancer, 70, went to 70 pounds. You know, we, I did things I'd never thought I would do for my mother. My father, same. And all these difficult circumstances. But I said, at this point... It's a serenity prayer. God grant me the serenity, the peace to accept the things that I cannot change. I could mm-hmm. not change the situation. The courage to change the things that I can, and most likely that's just me. Mm-hmm. And the wisdom to know the difference. That's where I realized peace was. So I said, choice. I have to choose. I have to be the one, the chooser, but trust. And, and not controlling choose, but flowy choose, align choose, you know? Mm. So I kind of feel like I diverted, but it was something that's, really important to me was really making the choice and deciding how life was going to affect me. And I think Mm -hmm. what you went through, you chose to be the teabag. And that's Mm -hmm. why so many people are blessed because you decided one day I will be the teabag and I'm going to let it extract all the great things from me. And now look, I mean, so many people Mm -hmm. that have talked about you, it was like, she changed my life. She's Mm -hmm. amazing because you made that choice. Had you chosen to be the egg or the carrot, I probably wouldn't be sitting here today. Mm-hmm. Nobody would know, you know, you may be in a different pathway. So all of us have the choice. All of us have the opportunity to bless people by making that choice. Mm. Everybody listening mm-hmm. in their own way. They're not, I can't be you. You can't be me. I have my own audience. I have my own group of people and no one is better than the other. Mm-hmm. But the, the key is all of us have a gift for the world. All of us have talents and experiences mm-hmm. most importantly. So how do we tap into that? And that's, you know, that's my passion. Portion, mm. so. Okay. So everybody right now is ready to like leap. <laughs> so <laughs> let's, let's, let's play off of that because right now I know I feel like my soul is speaking to me and it's on fire, which everybody else is right now too. So let's talk about that though, because the next step, I think that a lot of people can f- start to feel that like they're starting to feel like, okay, action, what's yeah. the next step. And then the thoughts come in, the fear comes totally. in. Totally. Um, where so much of what you've talked about and so much of what you have really adopted into your life is running towards it. So what has made you start to know that, of course, there's going to be pain with all of it. There always is, right? There's pain, there's resistance. There's like this part where you are like alone in your house and you're like, is this really the life that I chose? Like you you have all of these doubting moments. These, you know, it doesn't mean you get talked about less. Sometimes it can mean you, you get talked about more. even more. Yep. <laughs> so how do, the thing is, is that I think people focus on that totally. instead of the other side. So how would you say to them, okay, we have the most important part done, right? They yeah. have the idea. They can see themselves yeah. like the bigger selves, why God put them on the planet or whatever they believe. Yeah. But what do we focus on now? Like, yeah. where do we go knowing that all that stuff mm-hmm. is coming? But yeah moving through it i love it we'll read laurie's book if you haven't (laughs) 
<laughs> so talking about what's your story, right? And what's your identity? Like what identity do you really give yourself? Mm. Um, and then the other thing is too, I see emotions are indicators, mm. right? So if I'm feeling something, then I can ask myself, what are my thoughts at this moment? Mm. What are my beliefs at this moment? What is my self-talk at this moment? Most importantly, what am I focused on at this moment? I use fear as raising self-awareness mm. and I look at it as, okay, what are my beliefs and what am I afraid of? Like I was, and this is actually really interesting. I just recorded a podcast episode yesterday about it. Um, and I remember sitting backstage at this event with 50,000 people approximately and you're sitting there like, Okay, Henry, Martin Garrix just went up and the crowd is really hyped. Here's this guy that few people know. Like, I'd walk around, somebody like, hey, I saw your videos. And I was like, cool, I'm in Serbia. This is kind of cool. But most people have no clue who I am. And I'm going out after they're really hyped and they were getting a little antsy because it took them longer to do the set. So my nerves are going crazy. Mm. So I feel the fear. And I think that's what people don't, don't. it's interesting because I saw in one of the artists, and I won't name him, um, that went on, who's a massive artist at the mm -hmm. festival. I was backstage and I'm looking and they're pacing, biting their nails. And I know <laughs> this person has done a gazillion festivals. Yeah. And I'm like, and I study body language too and I study all that and I'm like, this person, and pacing and biting, I mean, just everything. But when they got on stage, they turned it on and most people would say, wow, I wish I could be that confident and not have fear. <laughs> like, he like, was freaking out. He was freaking out, right? And so, <laughs> and I think everybody feels it. So I always say, I use it to elevate me. Mm. You know, I could use it against me or for me. And so I, I have two different principles I personally, uh, you know, apply in my life is one, when I feel a, a disempowering emotion, instead of feeling like that is me, mm. I say that's an indicator. Mm. I am not af afraid. I am feeling afraid. Mm. There's a difference with our identity. I am not, you know, insecure. I am feeling insecure because the second I put it as my identity, yeah. I will fight to make sure I, I stick with it. Mm. And so I have learned to ob objectify and separate myself so I, the spiritual Henry, the Henry, the chooser Henry, gets to decide what he's going to do with what is given to him at that moment. And so, you know, I asked myself, okay, Henry, what are you focused on right now? I'm focused, you know, at that moment when my heart was pounding and I was getting really mm -hmm. scared, I said, I was focused on, Henry, you're going to go out there, you're going to mess up the name of the Serbian guy you're supposed to say the name of. <laughs> And because I asked seven times, like, uh, can you help me with this? Name? I, I had one of the workers. I was like, can you stand right next to me? And before Read I go out there, the yeah, tell me his name one more time. Because if I say it wrong, please. like write it on in, your hand. like Yeah, in front of 50,000 people, it's going to be so bad. And so I, I, I started realizing I was focused because fear is an imagined future, mm -hmm. right? It hasn't happened. I'm projecting something that isn't even done mm -hmm. so why not use my imagination and my creativity to project something that's more empowering mm -hmm. you know so i've i've learned to be aware and feel it not resist it mm -hmm. you know, tony robbins says what you resist persists so if i i don't resist it i'm like okay henry you feel this cool mm -hmm. there's something inside of you that has a belief that's there because it thinks it's protecting you because even all the negative things we do we do them because for some reason it gives us a sub subconscious benefit Mm -hmm. you know and some people are like no and then I go through these NLP processes or any other you know techniques that we do and they're like oh my gosh that's why I do that mm. I'm like yeah your subconscious mind thinks that it was benefiting it, it was giving you security or it was giving you freedom when in, or making you know that you're going to get love if you do this because mm -hmm. of something that happened when you were four years old yeah and so 
the question is when you're running towards something and you start to feel something, first of all, just know that it's normal mm-hmm. and everybody feels it. Everybody that's doing what you love to do, you know, people can look at you and say, oh my gosh, she has a book and she's doing that. And no doubt you've worked through so much in your mm. life, right? Still, yeah, always, always. daily. <laughs> all the time. <laughs> and, and, you know, and same for me. So I say when you go and you feel something, then congratulations, you're with the best company in the world mm-hmm. because you're out Love of your that. comfort zone mm-hmm. because nothing magical happens in your comfort zone. So if you're mm-hmm. feeling uncomfortable, beautiful, mm-hmm. something beautiful is about to happen. Mm-hmm. And then, so once we feel that, then we can start becoming self-aware and being the mm-hmm. watcher and saying, okay, well, what are my beliefs? And then immersing you know, in your community, other communities that are teaching principles of new identity and, and removing limiting beliefs and, you know, possibly getting a coach or doing something. And then, you know, once you become self-aware and then not just playing defense, but playing offense, because defense is when it shows up, how do I get through it? How do mm-hmm. I you know, trigger new emotions? But offense is every single morning. What are you doing to set your day up? Mm-hmm. You know, what are you doing every single week to set your week up and to set your your insides up. So for me, one of the things that I do that really, really helps is, um, I call it Vizzing, V-I-Z, and I just created the acronym because it helps me remember. But um, after my gratitude and after my prayer and after my reading, I will sit there and look at my day. And I do this weekly and I do this daily where I'll look at my day and I'll I'll see what I have on my agenda. Mm -hmm. And I say, if I'm spending time, I will never get back because I will never get this time back. This day is done. It's done. Yeah. I'm, I'm spending time on this you know, what is my intention with this? First, I set my intention. And then I say, and then sometimes I have, I spend more time on it. Sometimes I don't, but I will V's like visualize it. So I visualize it and I see how I really want it to look. But the most important thing is integrating emotion. Mm -hmm. So how do I want to feel when I do it? Mm -hmm. You know, when I'm here with Lori at this podcast, do I want to, I want to show, I want to be here in love and in openness and in inspiration that we can both Mm -hmm. just vibe and and create something beautiful for everybody so seeing it and then feeling like when i'm here not just seeing it because when i start to feel it it does something to my subconscious mind Mm -hmm. right and then z if i'm not integrated into it i'll zoom into it and i'll see myself doing it and whether it happens Mm -hmm. the way i saw it Mm -hmm. or not you know a lot of athletes do this before big games when it's clutch because you want to experience it before you experience it Mm -hmm. so something really interesting is our subconscious mind doesn't know the difference between what's imagined and what's real. Mm-hmm. You know, like I could be totally mad at somebody because I thought they did something. My body's tense and I'm reacting and my face is red. And all of a sudden I find out they didn't do anything. So anyways, so playing offense is really important. So once, but give yourself credit. Mm. If you tried something and it didn't work, you're not a failure. You're a doer. You're mm-hmm. a grower. Mm-hmm. And that's the perspective. Shift. Oh man, you so many good things. So a couple things just like clicked for me. Um, don't you love it that you can like completely know and do things, but then someone else's perspective and the way they say it can make you look at it a totally new way totally, as well. All the time. <laughs> oh God. So I just had one of those moments with you when you said fear is, um, an imagined future. Yeah. And I thought, uh, Number one, most of the people that I talk to who have, uh, you know, been able to move through fear or work with their fear, because you're never moving through it. You're kind of working with it. You're just kind of learning to dance with it. 
um, it's because we train ourselves to know fear is actually going to bring something really good. Mm -hmm. So there's been so many times where I'm like, I'm so afraid of that, that I, I could be like, I could (laughs) could call this off. Like I could say, no, I could do this. But I, then I also know it's what you said. It's the opposite of expansion. Mm -hmm. It's putting those shackles back on me because I'm not willing to go somewhere else. You put that so good. Yes. So I know that fear is freedom. Like whenever I experience it, because I'm, like I always ask this, I'm like, am I ever going to stop being so like afraid and nervous? And then I, I got an answer once when I asked that. Cause I asked it like to God, I was like, <laughs> is this like, I could really, I remember I was about to speak. I'm like, I could really do without this. Like, yeah. I promise you, I would be great without fear. God, like this would rock if I yeah. could not be afraid. And the immediate answer was you need it. Like, mm. how would you teach? Like, this is what you teach on is how to get through this. And without it, you wouldn't understand, you wouldn't have any understanding. Mm -hmm. I was like, damn it. Wow. That's, that's amazing. (laughs) That is so amazing. It's amazing that you've, you've worked through it. You know, you've done it. Uh, I think it's memorization that fear is like freedom. (laughs) Yeah, really. It is. It's such a perspectives could be empowering or disempowering. You know, Mm -hmm. I could say, oh man, I feel this. So I'm not going to do it. Or you know what? And, and it's interesting. Um, there's a book called Feel the Fear and Do It Anyway. Mm. And it talks about, it's a really cool principle and I have a really cool diagram where they say, like, say your comfort zone, just for people listening, your comfort zone is say, let's just for sake is like five feet, mm-hmm. you know, long. And, you know, when you stretch it, it becomes six mm-hmm. and then seven and then eight and then nine. Mm-hmm. And things we're afraid of now are a lot bigger. Like right now you could probably turn on a podcast and be much less nervous than Mm -hmm. you were when you first did it because you've done so many episodes right (laughs) and so fear like courage becomes confidence courage Mm -hmm. becomes you know the expansion of our comfort zone and our comfort zone actually starts to expand and Mm. expand there everybody listening is probably doing something right now that they were afraid of at one point or it was hard at one point Mm -hmm. and they were like i don't know if i can do it you know and so i think you nailed it on the head and it's literally it, it totally expands. And when I remember when I first spoke to, you know, 500 people, it was like, whoa, 500 people. And mm-hmm. then I spoke, you know, last week to 500 people. And I was like, it was, I was still a little nervous, mm-hmm. but it wasn't close to being as paralyzing as it. And then, but no, 50,000 people, I was like, okay, um, in another country, <laughs> are they going to get me? And then now I've done it and I've experienced it and I've challenged myself to do it. I was so nervous. I think I bit mm-hmm. off like my nails before I went on stage. <laughs> But, and I study this stuff, Yeah, you know, so you're so right. And I love how you said, why am I going to put the shackles back on me? Mm. That was so good. Mm. Sometimes I need those visuals, right? So good. You got to make it real. (laughs) So good. Oh my gosh. Oh, so tell me about, so where are you at right now with your projects? And then I want you to just like big picture, like where you see, not where you see what's going to happen. happen. (laughs) I always say it's not a matter of if it's a matter of when it is. It totally is. When you believe that it just is. And then as life unfolds, you're just like, really? Yeah, (laughs) (laughs) totally. Like this whole, like about to go on stage in a music festival. I was like, I wrote this down Uh like less than two years ago, Mm. you know? And I tell everybody, I was like, why are you so, I go, it's not a matter of if it's a matter of when, and I will keep going until I get there unless I get a revelation that I need to go somewhere else. Yes. You know? Mm-hmm. And so, um, so I totally diverted. What were you saying? What was my big picture? The present. What's happen? So yeah. what's happening right now? Where yeah. are you at right now with what you're working on? Okay. Um, like the message right now, that's so important to yeah. you and how is it being, um, delivered? And then what is, you know, the big 
yeah. what's going to happen good in question whatever um, <laughs> yeah, good, yeah totally what i think is going to happen but i so for me i i i am just obsessed with liberation and truth mm-hmm. and self-love and confidence and ultimately people just being connected to who they really are past the limiting beliefs past all this stuff past being shackled and really living their life fully and just giving the world what they're supposed to give it. And I just think a lot of it, my message recently um, in my podcast, I, I talked about this because um, I was telling Lori earlier, I went out with somebody and I dropped them off and they were beautiful inside and out, like mm. amazing soul. And, you know, studying what I study, it's easy to see patterns and it's easy to see all that. And it, I literally sat in the car after I dropped her off in 15 minutes and I was so sad mm. and I got my Evernote out and I started I'm working on this book and I started writing a bunch of stuff and mm. I said this is there's an epidemic of a lack of confidence and a lack of self-love people do not know how beautiful and amazing mm. they are and what they actually have to give the world and we're stuck on these limiting beliefs mm-hmm. that don't serve us anymore so I've been on this big kick recently to just really eradicate that um so what i'm working on now is i have my podcast Mm. um, that has been great it's fairly new Um, i'm really grateful to do it i've had some amazing people on it and i will have another amazing person Mm. on it soon (laughs) um hint hint and um (laughs) and so i'm doing that i'm in talks with the festival that i told you about we're going to be creating something next year for sure i believe in um a beautiful beautiful island which i'm Mm. super excited about and we're solidifying details on that um i am writing a book Oh my gosh, so many things. My mind's like going a thousand miles an hour. <laughs> um, and so I, I speak a lot. I do limited coaching because my focus mm-hmm. is bigger picture. Yeah. Um, but anyway, I could help creating events. Um, I'm doing something. We postponed it, but um, we're going to be doing something. We're, we're talking about putting this together with Lindsay Sterling, doing a, a show together, working with the different influencers. Mm-hmm. Um, ultimately, how do we bring pop culture in really, really fun events or really empowering you know, events that are super fun mm-hmm. or, you know, online content. So I'm creating a whole new video series of things in the next few weeks. I'm doing that. So literally every single tentacle I could put out that has to do with reaching people through mass media and reaching mm-hmm. people through live events um, or through my personal speaking or anything like that, I, I'm doing. Um, I just did a, I did a retreat in Bali last year. I'll do another one. So that's more intimate. Mm-hmm. Um, really any way that I could use myself to uplift and edify and strengthen and a lot of it's going to be media based right now um and bringing major influences in the world to to get the message across Mm. and get the real real conversation started um and then big 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 picture is of course huge music festivals and empowerment ultimately it's really to change the frequency of humanity through mass media Mm -hmm. where we're all it's really cool it's really fun you know i love how you talk about tribes like people are coming together and Mm -hmm. uplifting and edifying each other um, and through pop culture, through modernizing the TED Talks, you know, Mm -hmm. how do we bring that to um, the younger generation? Mm -hmm. How do we have, instead of a scientist speak, which I love, Mm -hmm. but why don't we hear Beyonce's story, Mm -hmm. right? And why don't we have cool music to go along with it? And I have all these different ideas and things we're implementing. So that, my books, my speaking, you know, and just every possible tool you could see so think about pop culture mm-hmm. and anything with music um that's um we'll touch it and we'll mm. infuse it with some greatness and i'm all about practical mm-hmm. practical practical tools i don't want to just come motivate you like hey go out there and do it like mm-hmm. how do we really get to the root mm-hmm. and get there so 
um, I have a whole business plan with a probably 25 different ideas with mm. shows online and YouTube stuff and um, partnering. I've been speaking with some major, major, major media outlets, uh, major music sources right now of heads of them to see what we can do to partner up and create some really, really cool things for the masses. And I mean, these are like the ones you, everybody knows about. So mm -hmm. they care. There are people in those organizations that care. And I feel like when you set the intention of this is what I'm doing, mm -hmm. people start showing up. Mm -hmm. And I've been really blessed to have people show up mm -hmm. and we're having really cool conversations. So, um, to see how we can integrate these things to the world. Mm -hmm. So that's the gist of it. And I just, I love this stuff. Yeah. I, and I feel it. And I just want to point out, um, something that I absolutely love that I think people need to take away from everything that you just said is when you have a passion like that, when you know something has to come out, I have so many people that I run into who are like, well, I'm thinking it might be like this, but I'm not sure. So I'm kind of waiting on that. And I'm thinking it could be this. You're like, I'm just trying it. Right. I have this. I've tried this. I have this. My hands are in this. My hands are. That's how it works. Yeah. That's literally, I wish we could make it glamorous and say right. like, no, this one thing went and it just stuck. And this was my focus. It's totally. like I threw out 5,000 different ideas and fishing lines and saw which ones bit and which ones I loved and which ones lit me up and which ones people responded to. Yeah. Like action creates clarity and you totally. have to take so much action to figure out where is it? What is it? Mm -hmm. Because a lot of times, I and, and how much is all of everything you're putting out clarifying your message? Totally. Like you oh have to gosh. do so many things to be like, oh, that wasn't it. Got totally. it. <laughs> totally. Totally. And you know, and it doesn't have to be perfect. Oh my God. You know, is it ever? <laughs> no, it's never. Perfect. It's, it's so funny. I, I, I did this Instagram live and I stopped it when I was there. Was, I made it short because I realized, <laughs> Henry, you are so out of flow. And I stopped it and I said, that was probably the worst uh. words I've ever put together of all time. And I felt, I was like, should I leave it on? Should I not? And as I'm pondering this, I think I left it on. I'm not sure. I get a DM. Yeah. And it's this kid from India that says, hey, I want you to know I just saw your Instagram live. You saved my life today. I was going to kill myself. Oh my God. And something you said made me realize that I'm worth it, that what people said about me doesn't matter, and that my life is worth it. So just want you to know you gained a new follower today. And I'm like, I just got chills right now. Wow. I'm like, something that I thought was the worst thing I'd ever done. Uh huh. Because I just showed up and I did it. It didn't matter if it was the greatest thing. And some of my stuff totally flops and great, mm -hmm. you know? And I think when we recognize and we could shift that perspective of I am here to serve and love mm -hmm. and grow. Mm -hmm. And if I, at that moment, it was, I felt like I was slapped on the side of the head, like Henry, just show up, mm -hmm. just do. Mm -hmm. It doesn't matter if you doesn't work, just keep doing, you know, Babe Ruth, they say, well, I think he was the one that had the most home runs, right? Mm -hmm. But nobody knows he had the most strikeouts. Mm -hmm. Nobody talks about that. Yeah. Like, hmm. oh, oh, best guy, man. He put, put his bat up, made a home run. He had the most home runs. But did you also know that he had the most strikeouts? Mm-hmm. You know, mm -hmm. so take a swing and learn. Mm -hmm. And if we mess up, great, mm -hmm. great. It's a beautiful thing. And if it's, that's a learned perspective. Mm -hmm. Action creates clarity. Love that. It's, mm -hmm. and so doing, I, I mean, I don't know. When I started, <laughs> if you look at my, my Instagram, like when I first started, it was, I remember my first three or four months, I had like 300 followers 
and I know more than 300 people, you know? Mm-hmm. I'm like, is this not working? And I was like, let me change strategy. <laughs> so I was like, okay, well, how do, what do they really want? And even with my podcast, like, and I started with in November and I just stopped it in January. I was like, you know what? What do I really want to share with the world? Let me get Henry out of the way. Mm-hmm. It's not about Henry. What does my audience really want to know? How do I really get the message across? And then I relaunched it again in March and it totally took off. Mm. totally took off so sometimes you do and you step back and you, and you learn but how else do you learn mm-hmm. you know it's it's action and the, some of the greatest minds that i've met with um have, are all just they're doers mm-hmm. and they learn you know um and it's scary mm-hmm. i'm not discounting that sometimes you know you get dirt in your face mm-hmm. and sometimes people will talk but I love this line from Kanye's new album. Um, some people don't like him, but this, there's a line I really love. He says, um, there would be no shade if the sun wasn't shining. Mm. Mm. So if you're not shining, mm. if there's shade, then congratulations, you're shining. Mm-hmm. You know, Let everybody else talk while you're out there creating and making a difference. Because mm-hmm. I guarantee you, nobody, I mean, people that are making the biggest difference in the world have haters. Mm-hmm. So what are we afraid of? Mm-hmm. You know? Um, so yeah, I, I love that action creates clarity. I don't know. I tell you that this is what's going to happen. And maybe in one year it completely shifts. And instead of running a music festival, I'm running, I mean, I have no idea what I'm going to say. Yeah. I don't know, whatever it is. So I but know. I'm open to the greatest, mm-hmm. most impactful thing and my message and being open to making my message clearer and clearer as I go. So Mm, it's there's so much freedom in that because oh, so, so many people they get afraid of well I started this or oh god this is gonna happen and, and this might fail again and my parents are gonna say or someone's gonna say or friends are gonna say I told you so and it's like that is always the bait to something yeah better totally. you don't even realize it oh like I'm gosh. always like no matter what be so unapologetic about the bait that's getting you to take action yes like it it doesn't matter if if it's this or that or even if sometimes I even think like in the beginning um it can be something as stupid as just getting you started as I want that car or Mm -hmm. I would love that house or I oh my god what would it be like to go shopping and not look at the price tag totally because that might actually get you started in the direction of a new business Mm -hmm. or a new idea or something that you pay forward or realizing that that wasn't actually the whole idea in the first place. I don't know. There's totally. there's so many things about that. I love that so much. You literally, I think, we're so on the same wavelength. I told someone two days ago, you know, when I was first in music, you know, we would perform for 21,000 people in mm-hmm. Puerto Rico and do this and do that. And we were, and I remember back then, it was about, oh man, this feels so good. Yeah. And I'm doing this and yeah, I want to help people. But it was more about, this is great and I'm going to be the star. And I'm gonna be yeah. <laughs> and I literally told someone, I was like, I really don't care about the glory right now. Yeah. Like I have something to give and it feels so fulfilling to do it. Mm-hmm. And so I started with one thing being my bait mm-hmm. and eventually the bait will lead you if you're open and you keep yourself open yes. to the truest part of yourself, which I believe is love and contribution and liberation and mm-hmm. peace and empowerment and everything else. It will get there. Totally. And that was the, that was the expansion to allow you now to be able to handle an audience of 50,000 and be able to give back instead of just having it be about you. Totally. Yeah. So vital. (laughs) Well, I could talk to you all day. Me too. Clearly, which great. We have another hour after this, Um, (laughs) but I would love for you just to share kind of, uh, where people can find you, follow you or what you have going on right now where they can get in touch with you. Totally. Thank you. Yeah. So Instagram, it's Henry Amar, H-E-N-R-Y-A, 
A-M-M-A-R, two M's. Um, Instagram is probably what I use the most. I'm getting better at everything else because I kind of focus <laughs> on that. But my podcast is called Making It Happen with Henry Amar. Mm-hmm. Um, that's been really, really fun. I am going to be launching a lot more videos coming up um, in the near future. So my company is makeithappen.life. Mm. You can go to that Instagram as well and that um, YouTube channel, Make It Happen Life, youtube.com slash Make It Happen Life. Um, and so, you know, a lot of new stuff is happening, a lot of new creation you know, a lot of stuff is probably going to be created in the next month or so. And then I'll be releasing a lot of video stuff and then books and everything else. So, um, but right now you could follow me on Instagram or Facebook is Henry Amar. Um, and then I don't tweet as much. I probably should, but yeah. you know, it is what it is. It doesn't feel like the most like calling thing to me. So sometimes I'm like, you know what? It's okay. But I don't you can tell right my now. passion for yeah. it. I'm like, yeah, eh. every like, it's funny. Cause every once in a while I'll shoot a tweet out and I was like, Oh wow. You tweeted something. I was like, you know, I really felt like I should if I did. <laughs> so that's exactly how I am. Yeah. It's like so rare. Yeah. yeah. And you just have to focus on the one that like lights you up the yeah, most totally. in my personal opinion. Yeah. So, okay. You guys find him, follow him, go Thank subscribe so to his amazing podcast. Um, which we're going to swap over and I'm yes, going to be on are. in just a little oh, bit. Yes. So I'm go s- find it. I'm so <laughs> excited to ask you so many questions because literally, I, I promise you, I really genuinely am. I hope you can feel that. Mm. I was reading the book and after hearing you speak and after hearing everybody say something and it, you know, once you start hearing someone's story, it all kind of yes. integrates. So Lori is the real deal, guys. Aww. I'm so excited. And thank you for being on my podcast too. I'm so grateful. For oh, I'm so excited. Thank so you. now we're going to switch. You guys have to go to his podcast and subscribe if you want to go thank listen you. to that and just listen to all of his other amazing things. And I always end on one last question, which yeah. I almost forgot to ask you. Are okay. you ready? Yes. Okay. So you're in an elevator because mm-hmm. why not? Why would you not end on this weird question? Totally. <laughs> you're in an elevator <laughs> with someone. I can picture it right now. <laughs> How many it's people? Only, it's only like a 30 second ride and okay. it's one person and they look over at you and they ask you, how can I make myself happy? What do you say? Oh, that's such a good question. <laughs> um, 30 seconds. So my time is running out. Um, I think, um, know the truth of who you are and the truth mm. of like the beauty and the truth of who you are and love yourself purely because love mm-hmm. is healing love is empowering love is brings peace and and love from a real sense love is patient love is kind mm-hmm. you know um and love yourself so much that you love other people because you're mm-hmm. overflowing in it oh. and to me that has been so fulfilling for me mm-hmm. in my life when i have learned to love the henry that wasn't perfect that mm-hmm. is not perfect not wasn't is not perfect mm-hmm. currently and will never be perfect um, and then love myself so much where I'm overflowing and I could give love to other people from that space. Cause love people, love people, hurt people, hurt people. Mm-hmm. So, so um, good. I, I, that's the first thought that came to mm, my mind. I love it. And, I'm curious to ask and somebody. And they're a changed person now that they're out of the elevator. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm sitting there saying, was that the right answer? But, you that know. was the perfect answer. That was exactly what someone needed to hear right now. Yeah. And that's why I love so, what you do you. is you just follow just what you, go. Yeah, what, what's coming to your yeah. head. It was perfect. I, I kind of want to be in an elevator and ask someone that question <laughs> <Yeah>. too. <laughs> first you'd freak them out. Yeah. Then they'd be open. Yeah, yes, totally. it'd be really good. So you guys, if you love this episode as much as I did, make sure you share it with your friends. And until next time, earn your happy. Bye everyone.
Thank you guys so much for spending this time with me on the Earn Your Happy podcast. I am so glad that you stopped by. If you could take one second to share this episode with someone you think would love it, that would be absolutely amazing and we would be forever grateful. Also, please leave us a review if you feel so moved by going to iTunes and leaving us an honest thought, an honest comment. Tell us what you think. Tell us what you want to hear more of. It would really help us out on our journey to helping thousands and thousands of people. Until then, don't forget to earn your happy. Thanks again, guys. Bye-bye.